Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Average Days Podcast, where we remind you of the pop culture news you might have missed this past week. As always, I'm Jay Justin Ruiz. And I'm Jay Jeremy Francois. As you guys could probably hear in the background, <laughs> the cops are clearly on their way to pick up Jay right now. They, Is it are they me like, or you? They, they sound like they're the right. They sound like they're right outside. Okay, so now it's, that that's it's, done. it's funny that you could pick that up. Probably because I have my 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 headphone in. But no. oh yeah, maybe. But anyway, um, thank you all for joining joining today. We have a lot of news to cover, and um, sorry that we had to move it to today. Typically, we do record on Tuesdays at nine, but I was definitely feeling very under the weather, so we moved it to today. So moving right into it, like I said, we have a lot of TV and movie news, especially with like CinemaCon and stuff like that. We also have a couple of different trailers that we that we got graced with. So we're going to break those down. So first one up, a teaser trailer, Godzilla X Kong, the sequel to Godzilla vs. Kong. And it was a teaser in like the weirdest way. Did you see this teaser trailer? No, I did not. Um, I honestly saw the, like, they announced the trailer drop, and I was like, eh, I don't care for it. I think because the last movie just was not good. <laughs> no, you didn't, you didn't enjoy the last movie? <laughs> honestly, I was good. I think I was good with Kong. I was good with gods, uh, Godzilla versus well, Gods and Monsters or whatever. Yeah. And I was fine. When I saw Godzilla versus Kong, it decided to do some Avengers-level weirdness, and I was like, I don't want it. Well, yeah, that's been like the new the new thing for for everything, unfortunately. But yes, we have a new title. Also, it's Godzilla X Kong: The New Empire. Um, We got this teaser where it kind of is like going over a huge field of like skeletons, skulls, and bones, and there looks like there's a massive King Kong like sitting in a throne. And that was really it. It was just kind of like a big set piece. And the, the last screen kind of shows off the skull of Godzilla and the skull of King Kong. Uh, now, where this is going, I have no idea. Like, I I didn't see Godzilla vs. Kong. I loved Godzilla uh, King of the Monsters. I thought it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. I never saw I didn't see it versus... Uh, I heard not two great things from it. But, uh, like, I know what happens in the movie and everything. I won't give any spoilers, but I I just don't know where else they're going to go. You know, I, I feel like this is another movie where we'll keep our eye on it. But unfortunately, the closer we get, the more stuff is just going to like, like, it's not going to be a surprise anymore. Do you, do you want me to like tell you like a, like a main thing from the last movie, spoiling it for the listeners and for you, if you care? I mean, go or for should it. We just... Nah, spoil okay. it. It's been... It's been two years. Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, but here's a spoiler alert warning. So one part where I think it's like the beginning of the third act. Mm-hmm. So they drill. Somehow they get to the center of the earth. Mm-hmm. Right? They're throwing you off right there. I mean, you know. They're, they're why going to the they? center of the earth. And they end up going into a, another dimension. Of course. There's a as, hidden as pocket. As you do. Yeah. 
there's a hidden world journey to the center of the earth. They, they did it. Yeah. Right? So, so <laughs> they go, there's like a pocket, I guess what exists inside earth or it's a, a parallel dimension. I don't know. Um, but that's where Kong is from. So that I didn't like that because mm-hmm. I always liked the idea, even in Godzilla one, they hinted that these were mutations. They were here yeah. for these me- megalodons were here for so long, but, Kong is just from this place. Uh, and we see this because there are statues there. There are like all these mm-hmm. statues of Kong and these random beasts or whatever. Gravity's weird. I don't know. It's just a whole thing. But um, yeah. So maybe another universe in the next movie. So that <laughs> so, sounds. This is another timeline where you throw Kang in there. Like, I don't know. Just <laughs> that variants. sounds awful. So, yeah, so don't watch it. I watched yeah. it on TV too. I didn't go to the theaters to see it. Yeah, but no, that does not get me super hyped for this. If I'm being honest, you know, I mean, I feel like we're also you're definitely more receptive to adaptations. I tend to be a little bit more purist. Like Kong is supposed to be from Skull Island. He's supposed to be that line. Like they just are huge apes. They've been there for you know millions of years, and that's their stick. And then with Godzilla. Godzilla's supposed to be born of pollution and like radioactivity off the coast of like Japan. Like that is like, yeah. but, but you would say that the adaptation of, of this modern version was pretty good where he's been there for so long. And I think it was since it was, I think in the first movie, correct me if I'm wrong, it was not due to the atom bomb of like testing the atom bomb. He was there for, yeah, I think, then, I yeah, I think with him it was more of like a, primordial existence whereas yeah. like Which instead of like dug. yeah like and i don't mind that because it it kind of yeah. blends the mysticism part of like oh it's yeah. just been around for millions of years and that's yeah. fine and they, so, and they did use um what do you call it before we get off tangent they did you they still blended the using the atomic bomb woke yeah. them up kind of yeah. like it's still like there so it's not super off the you know off the tangent yeah, like you know, I, I'm all for kaiju's, and like I, I've, I was a big Godzilla fan, like when I was younger. Um, my dad was a huge Godzilla fan of like the original movies and stuff. So, it's seeing them getting this treatment is is cool, but like this next one coming up, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know, is like because what I'm looking at makes it seem like there's another Kong somewhere. I, I have to watch this trailer just to see what it's you're literally seeing. just a shadow of like this big. It looks like another Kong. Um, it's a teaser, you said, right? Yeah, it's just a teaser. Like you don't get anything okay. from it. So, it yeah, like I I like seeing all the different Godzilla monsters. I loved how they were portrayed. Um, I think having Mecha Godzilla in uh, the versus movie was a little ridiculous. I think that they should have left it alone. Um, it would have. It okay. Not saying that would have worked. What would have worked. And it's already a far-fetched movie anyway, but this wouldn't be a far-fetched idea. A clone. You know what I mean? I just, Instead of a mecha? Because a mecha seems too Power Ranger-y, if that makes sense. It, it definitely does. And yeah, But I, I get it because of the first Godzilla? The first Godzilla... It was the sec- I think it was the second one where the... Where they find the head of King Ghidorah? Yeah, it's the second one. Yeah. There yeah. was a the second one. They found it. 
Yeah. And it, I think it was like a post credit scene or something. Yeah, like and I was and like, I was oh, like, that's oh. dope because Mecha King Ghidorah is like a thing. So I was like, okay, cool. And then, you know, in this day and age, nothing stays secret. We got like toys and stuff, and the news was announced that Mecha Godzilla was going to be in the movie like months before the movie came out. And it kind of, you know, it. It takes the air out and of it. And I wouldn't even blame the Hollywood for this, because toy, toy companies tend to ruin a lot yeah. of spoiler stuff. So, you know, it, it takes the air out of it. I'm So this is, long story short, this came out, it's interesting. I, I'll use those words. It's interesting. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it, but I need I need more, because right now, as of now, it hasn't really hooked me. So another thing that happened this week uh, in the realm of movies and streaming, Spider-Man, the Spider-Men, finally made their way over to Disney+. Plus. Now, I was, I was ecstatic when this was announced, and I don't even care that not all of them came over at once. Like, I'm fine with that. They gave us the original three Tobys, fine. The first Amazing Spider-Man and uh, Spider-Man um, Homecoming, the first Tom Holland. I'm okay with that. No, it's not here. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's not here. Oh, well, Unless no, I'm they... sorry. Homecoming is coming on May 12th. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, everything else is um, came on April 21st. So Homecoming is the only one is coming on May 12th. Um, and then the first Venom movie is also making its way over on May 12th. So this I is I think an, this is huge. Yeah, this is a, a great like not like a, a great like green flag. Like forget a red flag. Like this is a green flag. This is awesome. Clearly Sony is Sony and Disney are still continuing their partnership and they're really, you know putting Spider-Man in the front of the MCU, or at least keeping it in the front of everyone's minds. Yeah. Like, you know, it's... Spider-Man has been such a weird property with the, it changing hands and the different Spider-Man stories we've gotten in, in cinemas. And then yeah. also on top of that, it's always been something that's like, if you don't have the physical copies of them, it's very hard to watch. You yeah. Know? And it has a place to chill now. Like... And this yes. is again, this is temporary. Like I, the one thing that I always understood when it comes to film, that's that was the difficult part. And now uh, there's a hub for it because I remember at one point in time on Netflix, it was like maybe Spider Man one and two, Spider Man two and three, Spider Man yeah. one and three. It was just like, and it was never all there. And again, that deals with licensing. So um, again, we're not savvy when it comes to licensing, but do your research, you'll figure it out. But the word licensing, you should know, people keep those but disney will always have the cartoons which is what i love because that's a different branch of animation i mean sorry of media yeah and you know i'm just happy that sony after all these years has kind of like i guess relented and understood that In partnering way. Yeah. yeah like understood that partnering with disney is the correct thing for the Spider-Man universe. Now, 100%. we still have other projects coming down the pipeline that are Sony only, that are, in my mind, atrocities to the Spider-Man universe. Like, we're still getting Craven. Uh, that'll come up later when we talk about CinemaCon. 
uh, we're still apparently, for some reason, getting the El Muerto movie with Bad Bunny and Dakota Johnson's Madam Web. So, like, those three are still happening, which I'm is... Not, I have no response. God knows so why. It, I'm literally about to shed a tear right now. That's, like, I... Gen, I, it's hard. I'm trying to keep it like I generally was about to shed a tear because that is the dumbest thing you can do. But I'm gonna just keep my so, emotions you know, un- in check right now. Unfortunately, I think that those properties weaken the like overall status of Spider-Man, and it confuses audiences because the normal oh, yeah. person, the normal person going to see superhero movies, you know, that has been plugged into the 30 plus MCU and other Marvel properties. All the yeah, like. Over the past, what, two decades, um, if they aren't plugged into those things, they're going to go see Morbius and be like, oh, it's a Spider-Man thing, right? And then not really understand where it fits into the bigger picture. And right? it doesn't. I'll say that, too. And it doesn't. I remember when I saw the movie and I told you the entire movie. Oh, trash. Trash. And, you know, we have these other things coming about. But I will say this. If Sony continues this partnership and they allow Disney to house all of the Spider-Man universe movies, mm. I would be okay with that. Because now oh, yeah, it, it, it gives everything a home. And while Sony's universe is technically separate, we'll still see how they have these threads that connect to the MCU. Right? Because... Yeah. Morbius, like we mentioned, it it has a very big thread at the end that connects to the MCU. It's huge. Venom. I, I ignore in, that. <laughs> Venom in uh, Spider-Man Three. Venom connects to the MCU. Like, there's so many things that are going to have a bigger impact on the quote-unquote MCU Spider-Man going forward. That it only makes sense for all these properties to be under one umbrella in the House of Mouse. You know. Yeah. So. This is a great sign. I hope they continue this. You know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 needs to come on there. And then we're still waiting on um, Tom Holland's uh, Homecoming and No Way Home to hit. But I have to imagine those will be on, on their way sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I When it comes to just putting it... putting Because the only way this can just stop happening is when if Sony decides to have their own Sony Plus, Sony Extra, oh, or whatever. God, which is, yeah. <laughs> would, be, would be, in a sense, pointless because a lot of their Sony's hands is in a lot of properties. And then there's going to be just licensing with those things. And then they'll just start disappearing from other places. It's like... When it comes to that specifically, it should just hang out there. But then, look, this could also mean it definitely doesn't mean uh, they're part of the universe, but it still could mean that they can be housed there uh, into the Spider-Verse, can be housed there. Yeah. Um, even though it's also it's it's also separate from the Spider-Man, the live action Spider-Man world. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's its own bubble. So it's like you can. But at the same just, time. It, it just they needs a connect. place to stay. Yeah, yeah, like they just need to, a place to stay, and that's what I mean. Like, if you want to make the anyone happy, just I don't want to go looking for this. I don't want to have to pay rent uh, on oh Amazon yeah. or or go to I or Apple TV. Just, I don't want to have to rent these things. Just give me a home, give it a home, and let me go there. Well, yeah, you know, a couple months ago, I got so frustrated because the Tom Holland Spider Man movies were nowhere. So, like, yeah. I found workarounds for Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield movies. I have YouTube TV and you're, you know, you could DVR stuff, 
And those were always playing on like stars or whatever. So I was able to record them. So I have them in this virtual library, but the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies were absolutely nowhere. So download it and put it in your hard drive. I mean, yeah, don't do that. So it was so frustrating. So I literally just one day I was in Target and I saw the Blu-ray of all three of them. And I was like, duh. And I just bought it, you know, but all three Spider-Man, all, all three um, Tom Holland's actors, all, all three, Tom, all three Holland's. Tom Holland's got it, got, yeah. it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, so I just, I bought it just out of necessity because if I ever wanted to watch them, like I, I want to watch them. There is less of a convenience factor because I can't stream them, but at least I have it, you know. But then also, I'm assuming because you bought that, it it should automatically come oh, with digital. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. I'm sure not, it has the digital. I haven't even opened it. It's it's you still should, in the plastic. They, those expire, and because um, like whenever I and it's been a while since I bought Blu-rays, but whenever I bought like DVDs or Blu-rays, I would mm-hmm. give them to my cousin because he has Voodoo. And all his voodoo mm. stuff is there. So I would give it to him. And I have his account so I can access yeah. those. So I would, basically, I'm just tossing those in. So I, it's, in a sense, streaming. Yeah. So it's no, it there. is. And, you know, once you once you have those digital codes, they stay in whatever library forever. Yeah, you should definitely open that soon, though. <laughs> yes, I should. You're absolutely right. Um, so, yeah. So moving on from that, um, jumping from the Marvel plane into the DC... Uh, Canyon. Uh, we have. Yeah, Canyon is, is a good one. Yeah. We have uh, coming out of CinemaCon. Uh, that CinemaCon will be the last thing that we cover in the movie section, and I'll break and we'll call out all the things. But I feel like this specific one was big enough to warrant its own topic. Um, the Flash got a second official trailer, a longer look into the movie. Um, we uh, It also featured. You know, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck, as well as um, Sasha. Uh, I I don't know how to say her last name. Kaye? Kaye? I got you right now. Kale? I don't know. Kaye, like the street. Yeah, like the street, because that's how it's spelled. But also, you okay. know, Supergirl. So we got both Batmans and Supergirl making cameos in the trailer, as well as, you know, the second Barry Allen. And, uh, uh, of course, the return of General Zod. There's just so much, right? We've been covering The Flash for what seems like years now. And Mm -hmm. this movie just needs to come out. And while while I'm not particularly enamored by this movie, even though I should be, I'm not. um, It is getting overwhelmingly positive first reactions and that's and that's my fear because there's always the overwhelming positive reviews for a lot of these movies specifically the dc movies under warner brothers (sighs) again you know me that last trailer (laughs) was enough this one seems to show more i keep hearing that it's the best superhero movie ever and it's like okay we need to chill with that because to me there is no (laughs) best superhero movie there's always the best super for for an individual but for me Look, I'm stoked for this movie, but then again, again, and I say it again, I'm just going to wait till I see the product. Um, but my beef, again, and this goes, my beef is with Hollywood. They're always, 
and I get it, cinema content. We'll talk about that in a second. But we didn't need to see just market. Nope. Do your job, market it, do your thing. But we don't need another trailer. And then that's when you start slipping through the cracks. We're gonna get another Doomsday uh, surprise. That, and and don't tell me if there's any surprises in there. But if there is, just tell me there is. Well, quote unquote surprise that I would have been genuinely surprised in the theater. Like for me, I would have never like if I was holding this movie together and I was I don't know who the head honcho is not the director but the head honcho of this movie yeah. I would never have so- said it was Supergirl no. I would have teased that there was a super person they would have been like oh man Henry Cavill's back no and then it's Supergirl um, I would, or just held back and just not show that person I was just going to say I probably wouldn't have even shown that I, w- I, I would have just shown any of that and just let it be a flash movie with the Batmans right and you know the biggest thing it- for me is the teaser Having Michael Keaton show up and show face, perfect. Then yeah. the the first trailer, the only thing that should have been shown is a little bit more of Flash, and then maybe you show a snippet of Ben Affleck, and you don't even show Michael Keaton in that next in that trailer. After that, there's no because need. that already tells you there's two Batmans exactly. Like you don't even have to have them in the same. And then. Correct me wrong. This is this trailer now. This is the third trailer. Like, this is the, is second, the second official trailer, but there has been three, including the teaser in the beginning. So we had the teaser and, and then that, two and it's trailers. Not a teaser, a teaser, and you know what it is? Uh, yesterday or the day before when it came out, just don't show a lot of stuff. Just give me a little. But enough. It's like, give me the quick, was it quicker picker up or give me the bounty, the bounty method. Less is more. But you know what I really love though? That, that poster though. And that's the thing I love about Warner Brothers poster and marketing stuff or DC stuff. It's always completely different from Marvel. Like lady Marvel's has been poop and. But for the longest time, it's not been like recently. Like sometimes Marvel, it's has, just Marvel so posters have been poop. Like I've said since Ant Man one. After Ant Man one, they have not had a good poster. Yeah, it's just been generic. Um, I love and just the colors of Flash and Bat, like the blue and the blacks and the red. It just melts. Yeah. I went to the theater again. Um, I'll talk about this in my rap, but I went to go see a movie and uh, my favorite theater, Lincoln's uh, Lincoln Square. Batman, po- oh sorry, Batman was a Flash poster, but it's just like the ship, and then the yeah. Flash is standing. It's such a cool, it's such a cool poster. I so will different. say it is very well orchestrated that poster. Yeah, I think it's it's perfectly done. Um, Give and it that even man has, a raise. <laughs> it even has um, it, at least to me, I guess homages to was it Batman Hush, where he's like. Oh, it's like a famous, I think it's Jim Lee. He did a Batman and a Superman comic book cover, and they're both. Oh, that's probably, that's perched, probably. Uh, like looking over the, their perspective it's not, cities. It's not, in, it's not in Brightest Day. It's not, no. it's not World's Greatest. No. Um, I, I think oh, it's sorry, Batman Hush. Finest. I think it's Batman no. Hush and Superman something. I got you right now. Because I know Wikipedia, unless they changed it. Um, but yes, I, I, I just wish Hollywood would just not give me too much. Yeah. But, um, so, but yeah, it, it was, the, the poster was actually absolutely amazing. Uh, go check it out on your own time. Um, but one last piece of news before we dip into 
the full CinemaCon experience. Um, literally today, Alien, the movie franchise Alien, has put out a... Um, again, another thing via Twitter. I know we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks. I feel like Twitter has started to slowly come back into being this like news source right. because you weird. know ap- after you know the recently a lot of people took a, a huge break from it um with all the like ups and downs it was having but um uh the official alien twitter account released a picture saying happy alien day and it's a face hugger holding on to a oh we were talking about this last last episode one of the clicky clackers for the scene uh the markers so yeah, scene markers. Yeah, so it's like literally wrapped around it. Um, we have a director, no no name yet, like no title for the movie, but we have a director. Uh, and this is another one, Fede Fede Fade Alvarez. Mm-hmm. It was the director behind uh, Don't Breathe and the most recent Evil Dead. The most recent Evil Dead is like. Oh no! Was it Rise. E- is it Evil Dead Rise that he did? That's the or, name of the title. Oh, that I don't know. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out really quickly. Um, I'm not sure if he did the Evil Dead, you know, reboot a couple years ago, or if he did Evil Dead Rise. Um, but if you want to look that up for me, Jay, um, that would be great. Yeah, I got but you. so uh, what's the name? F E D E Alvarez. Okay, so, according to a report from The Hollywood Reporter from early March, the next Alien film will focus on a younger group of space colonists trapped on a remote station with a xenomorph infestation. Hold up right there. Evil Dead in 2013, yes. It okay, is, so it was uh, the reboot. He's Uruguayan. So, Good-looking guy. Good-looking guy. Just gotta throw that. Give him his flowers for that. And then also, just to not to cut you off as well, the... The cover, yes, is Jim Lee, but it's not a famous. It's a famous image. Those both of them, but it's yeah. uh, it was Jim Lee, and it was just the respective Superman title, and then the other one would have been the Batman title. So it's just Superman, like in the Uh-oh. famous Superman, yeah, and then the, the other one just be Batman. Yeah, gotcha. Um, so yeah, so this is uh, as as it said, this is going to be a whole different movie. It's not going to be attached to the to the rest of the franchise. Um, hmm. I'm cool with it, you know. I haven't even seen the last uh, Alien movie, like the like good. Covenant, one and two, right? great. I did, yeah. I didn't see Covenant. I liked, no. uh, even though it it is technically it is an Alien movie, but I've always liked Prometheus. Yeah. Um, also, because I just like Idris Elba and Michael Fassbender at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, still do, but um, yeah. Prometheus is one that I. I saw multiple times in chunks. So I've seen the entire movie, but like I haven't seen the entire movie in one sitting, if that makes sense. Mm. So I've, gotcha. I think I've watched it three or four times and I've seen different bits each time. Um, the first time I saw it, I wasn't a big fan. Uh, it, I actually fell asleep, which is like a really hard thing for me in movies. Like to get me to fall asleep in a movie is like, it's rough. Yeah. I can tell you that too. Like just random non sequitur. Uh, I felt I went to see the first Superman movie in theaters. It was like playing in Regal or something. And I went with my friend. And the thing is, I stayed up late too. So I was in the theater. So the movie started, you know, the whole Krypton blowing up, you know, You're space landing the, on the Christopher Reeves one from the 70s? Yes, the OG one. Yes, the okay. very first one. And 
it lands. Next thing I know, I'm waking up to the end of the movie. I was like, and I was tight. I was tight for the whole day. I was like, never in my life that I sleep through a movie. I was just like, I was so, I'm never going to get the opportunity to see this movie. Well, one day, but yeah. for it to replay in theaters and for me to get the chance to see it, it's, I was so upset. I'm never going to see it again. It um during the pandemic actually when drive-ins were having this like renaissance. Oh, um, I remember you told me. I actually got to go see it in a drive-in movie theater, which so that was fun. Um, yeah. but, lucky you, I slept. <laughs> but getting back to it, new alien. I'm cool with it. I would love for it to kind of return to form, have that like thriller sci-fi. You know, I never really like, saw it. Spacey. Yeah, I never really saw the alien movies as horror. It was always very, like, thriller, adventure type, to me, anyway. I know that they are classified as horror movies. It wouldn't be horror. It would be classified as horror. Uh, you could, that's a, I think there's a term for it. It's not like space space scary or space horror. I don't know. There's something about it. It's I like space- that. That it's, it's space scary. That's the new space genre. Scary. It's a space scary um, movie. Because think you about know. it. You're, tr- you're fighting against a monster and space. Yeah. So that's rocking you know, hard they, place. All, most of the movies, especially the the early ones, have that theme of isolation and that big looming bad guy that you have to face. So it, you don't it's have to face it. technically a horror it. movie, but um, <laughs> I would love to see it return to form. Give me the original like Alien and Aliens type of framework, uh, you know, with this uh, I guess ragtag team of survivors, um. So yeah, this is one I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye yeah, on. The classic, pick them off. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, finally we're coming to the meat of it all, CinemaCon. We're going to break down the three major studios that were there and the news from them. There were more, but we could be here for hours just p- picking them apart. So we're going to go through Warner Brothers, Sony, and then Disney. I'm just going to list them off, and we'll stop whenever we feel like it. Um, starting with Warner Brothers, we, were, we already covered We already covered The Flash. Um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom got an extended look. Why is this movie still happening? God knows. No, um, <laughs> and uh, then we had uh, Blue Beetle getting uh, some footage shown. Uh, it showed the villain of the movie, Carapax. Dune Part Two, uh, the first first footage was revealed. Uh, it showcased now as like an action packed epic war movie. Apparently, oh, 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 that's all I gotta say. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm happy you had that reaction. Um, we also got a look into the Willy Wonka prequel. Hugh Grant has been casted as an Oompa Loompa. That was like. A very weird thing that I saw all over the internet. Like, I don't know why everyone cared so much about it, but you know, whatever. Uh, fine, you know, Hugh Grant's an Oompa Loompa. Uh, we also got another look at Barbie. Uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice 2 was officially announced, it is in development right now. Uh, Meg 2 got its uh trailer. The Nun 2 got a teaser. Uh, the Nun is a, whatchamacallit, a spinoff of the of the Conjuring movies. Oh, and we also got footage of the color purple 
uh oprah is uh what is a showrunner off of that but um like a it's, show it's not a show it's a it's a movie it's it's gonna be a, a musical really? the color purple but remember oprah was in the original color purple so she came by and she helped uh i guess announce uh this adaptation and uh she showed off footage from it it's supposed to be hitting theaters christmas day so at the end of this year uh so a little bit of everything coming from from wb then hitting sony uh we got a gran turismo trailer which is like you know okay whatever the game or is there gonna be a, mo- a cinema it's a movie. There's a movie it's a movie yeah, oh, that got announced a while ago. It's um, I feel like that sounds familiar, but then I'm like, are we just gonna get another Need for Speed? <laughs> Look, I love Aaron Paul, but it's it's kind of weird because it shows like the game exists in the movie universe, so the characters are playing the game and then I guess grow up to be racers, and apparently okay. it's it's being talked about as like Top Gun, but with like cars like racing cars that sounds, that sounds great i i like that because i like i like racing movies i forget the last one i saw it was not rush it was like a racing movie i saw a while not a while back a long time ago that i really loved it was just the idea of racing you even got talladega nights even though it was funny i love the idea of racing uh, oh, yeah, it was probably fast and the various the best racing movies ever uh, made not necessarily that but others that are outside of the fast franchise gotcha um yeah no i mean if it's if it has the same cinematography as top gun i'm gonna love it like if they if they build that kind of like money sure (laughs) i mean yeah if they build that grandiose feeling of being in the driver's seat in these high octane races then absolutely i think it'll be a really cool time um we also got craven the hunter it will be sony's first r-rated marvel movie um you know yeah, that's still happening. No one else. Supposed to be a gruesome action movie. He's going to be killing people. And, you know, it's uh stuff. Russell Crowe is going to be in it. He's going to be the father of um this guy. What's Craven. his name? Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron. He's playing. He's yeah. playing Craven. Russell Crowe is going to be his father. Oh, um, they do an accent. It's going to be bad. I can hear it now. Yeah, they're. Both Russian, so get ready for that. Um, mm. And apparently, it was a two-minute teaser trailer, which is very long for a teaser trailer. So teasers don't make no sense anymore. The word te- take off the word teaser now. In the last twenty years, teasers mean nothing. Well, lies. Ten, fifteen. Ten years. years. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, man, it's it's kind of weird. But um, just, just follow the Nolan method. Jeez. We also got another. I guess another look into Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It was uh, 14 minutes, apparently, of footage showing off Miles and Gwen Stacy and their relationship and how I've heard other things saying that this movie is going to have a little bit of that like romance between them, which I'm all for, but um, it's supposed to be a little more grounded um, in, in the sections that aren't about him going across the different multiverse. It's supposed to be a more grounded uh you know who needs story to take a about Miles? Who? Uh, Disney, under uh, sorry, Lucas Films, 
uh, hashtag Kathleen Kennedy just needs to let, you know, a black and white couple just do their thing. But, you know, it's a missed opportunity. It's an MMO. So, sorry, I'm a little salty about that because they could have let it happen or we could have just got our black Jedi. But that's for a story for another day. A little salt and salty there. Well, I mean, salty. hey, who, who knows? Maybe we will get it if, you know, in the new movie with Ray coming back, maybe her and Finn got together. Yeah, but that depends. Like, if John Boyega... John Boyega already it left a bad taste in his mouth. He would need... Something needs to completely change for him to come back to... to the uh, yeah, you know what has to completely change? The, his salary. They're going to double it for him to come back, and he'll come oh, back. yeah. Of course. But, I mean, like... Look, of all... The, not, not To be real, of all the stuff that he's been saying and for fighting for... Uh, uh, Wow, why is it escaping me? His activists, when he was doing the protests and stuff like that, like yeah. all this, like that, he needs to put his money where his mouth is there. And I'm saying he's not. Mm. Oh, there goes my producer here. Um, for those that are uh, can't see, my dog is trying to sniff my face. Um, but he needs to put his money where his mouth is. Yeah. And I'm not saying like he should do it. It's just like he ne- he has a responsibility. And Look, I'm all for him coming back. I just want him done right. Uh, first of all, as a as a person of color, you know, leading the char- leading the charge, like a new Jedi, like you know, new, yeah. for the new generation, like you know, like I, I always boast about this. There is a script sitting in my hard drive right now, just waiting for Mace Wind- Force Ghost Mace Windu to come back with one hand. Well, technically, you would have both hands if it's a Force Ghost, but you know. I it can I can do it. And that's that's just me advocating for myself at this point, selfishly. But um he we, he, he we support need to come you, back. Don't worry. Um I would see him in a show. He doesn't have to be in a in the movie with Ray. Ray can do her own thing. Finn could show up in there. Like, you know, they can do like a a connective thread thing where they don't have to be in the same same property. Mm-hmm. Not property, uh media. Or medium, rather. But yeah, uh, I took it too far. Where was I? <laughs> we're still talking about Spider Man. <laughs> yes, you're we talking about that. <laughs> the Disney, Miles Disney should learn. Miles and Gwen story is going to be a little more grounded in between the grandiose stuff that's going on. And you said that Disney and Star Wars had to take a some notes off of that, which I agree with. Um, so moving on, still sticking with Sony at CinemaCon, uh, they show. They showed some footage from Ridley Scott's Napoleon. Um, that was actually a movie that came up uh, when we did the crossover episode with the Film and Spirits podcast. Yes. Uh, you know, jo- uh, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be uh, playing the titular character of Napoleon. Um, sure. <laughs> if uh, anyone heard that pun, Napoleon's a short guy. You know what's funny? Apparently, like, he wasn't really short. He was like average. Yeah, he was like average height. Yeah. For whatever reason, like everyone was just always calling him short just to bother him. What else? Then we also got the Ghostbusters Afterlife cast reunited and showed off the sequel that's coming for it. Um, they were in New York and they had footage with a bunch of the cast members in the Ghostbusters uniforms and uh, showcasing the Ecto-1. Uh, I still need to see Afterlife. I heard good things about it. Um, and I was 
I was hyped for it when it got announced, and then as we got yeah, closer, as we got closer, I ended up just not seeing it because I saw a couple things where I was like, "Oh, like let me wait to find out how it goes," and then I found out that it actually did pretty well, and I just never went to see it. But that's one that's on my list that I have to watch at some point. Um, yeah. Then Denzel Washington got a Lifetime Achievement Award, and he showed off the first trailer for e- Equalizer Three. It's going to be the, I guess, the finale of the Equalizer series. And apparently, Dakota Fanning is going to be in the film as well. And it's going to be her first project with him since uh, Man on Fire. And she had a really, like, emotional kind She had a really, like, emotional, uh, like, couple of words to say about it. And she's, like, super happy that she's going to be in it and stuff. And apparently, she's supposed to be, like, a... I don't know, like a badass, like mafia person or something. So look, looking forward to seeing that. Um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence shared some news of Bad Boys Four. You know, just because. Uh, I didn't even know that this was a thing. So a movie called Dumb Money, which is about GameStop. Uh oh, you know what? Actually, I did know that this is happening. So, the movie Dumb Money is actually going to be about how GameStop came back from the brink. You remember when, like, all those Redditors put money into GameStop and, like, actually built it back up? So, it's going to be centered around that and what happened. Um, So, they got a first look at CinemaCon. Uh, They also showed the first trailer for Insidious, The Red Door. Um, That's too scary for me. Um... They got, oh, No Hard Feelings, got some footage shown off, uh, which is, it's uh, Jennifer Lawrence's next movie. Uh, It's like a rom-com type of deal. It looks funny. I'm definitely, I'm going to see it at some point. Um, But the parents of this awkward teenager hires this girl to, like, date their son so that he can get some confidence. But... Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows how that's going to pan out? But it, it, I'm definitely interested. That story is like something I'd watch. But to see Jennifer Lawrence do it is just weird to me. Not yeah, in a bad like, way. It's just I never would imagine that. And that's the thing. I think we, I, we never really look at her as this kind of like, I don't know, like, uh, like this uber sexy role where it's like. There's a lot of sexuality coming out of this role. I feel like while she has played roles that incorporate sexuality, I feel like she it it's like not her like bread and butter. Like she doesn't always go to that. Like somebody like um Margot Robbie, I feel like Margot Robbie gets casted in a lot of roles dealing with the like you know, the sexy woman, right? And it's supposed to be like, oh, she's so pretty and like everyone's kinda ogling her. Whereas like Jennifer Lawrence, I feel like hasn't really had those roles not to say that she couldn't play towards it but i'm interested to see um how it goes yeah so jumping into disney disney has some news to share as well so um they showed off some more footage from indiana jones and dial of destiny can't wait for that uh elemental uh pixar's latest movie got um a 20 minute extended look uh, it's a lot 20 minutes for a pixar movie is a lot um 
Disney's latest movie, Wish. Uh, they added Chris Pine as King Magnifico. That was another thing that kind of made its rounds around the internet. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Little Mermaid, and Haunted Mansion got exclusive clips played at CinemaCon. Uh, A Haunting in Venice got its first trailer. I didn't even know that they were doing that. That's kind of cool. It'll be released in theaters September 15, 2023. Stars Kyle Allen, Camille Cotton, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, Jude Hill, Ali Khan, Emma Laird, Kelly Riley, Ricardo Scamarcio, and Michelle Yeoh. Pretty, pretty decent cast. That's a, a star-studded cast. Yeah. Um, The Creator is a new epic sci-fi action thriller from Rogue One's Gareth Edwards. The Creator, which is a new film from Rogue One and Godzilla's Gareth Edwards, was given an exclusive first look. Uh, Tell the story set in the far future where humans and AI robots are at war with each other. Uh, So it sounds like another Terminator. Yeah. Uh, Taika Waititi's next goal got a brand new trailer. It's a... um, it's about the America Samoa team that's known for the 31 and 0 FIFA loss in uh, 2001. So it's a based in real life sports movie that uh, Taika Waititi is doing, and I believe Michael Fassbender is playing the coach in that movie. So that one is slated to hit theaters November 17th, 2023. So those were the big highlights um, from the big studios at CinemaCon. We have a couple other things to hit here, moving into the realm of TV. So first off, kind of bridging that gap between TV and movies, we have a TMNT and Stranger Things comic. A crossover comic is coming our way in July. So this is like their third crossover. Well, talking about TMNT, this is like yeah. the third crossover in recent times. Sorry, I lied. Fourth. In recent memory. So it's super cool. Like I'm I'm totally about it. I mean, the whole mysticism of Stranger Things and Hawkins, I mean, it lends itself to crazy stuff like mutants. So I this is something where I feel like if they have cool covers, and I'm sure they will because this is such a big um event, like I'm probably gonna get a couple of these covers just because I'm yeah. sure the art's gonna be fun. Uh so just as a quick little aside here, everyone's favorite Hawkins sextet, Eleven, Max, Dustin, Mike, Will, and Lucas are looking forward to a nice summer trip out of the suburbs and into New York City. According to IDW's news release, but a threat both bizarre and familiar will require help from Michelangelo, Donatello, Leonardo, and Raphael. So I wonder if the Upside Down is going to, like, rip a hole in New York since they're over there and maybe merge, like, two different universes. Like, Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Honestly, it, it, it can work. Like, they've done they've done cool stuff like this. Like, uh, the first one, and I guess that in recent memory, you have Batman and, uh, and Batman the Ninja Turtles cool. coming together. Uh, this was, I believe, in DC's realm. And then there was a the 2012 TMNT with the batman animated series so that's yes. two different types of crossovers and then you had ghostbusters i have not read that one and then there's the 
the lovable Power Rangers. They've been crossed over, but the, in the comics, it's, it's and they're still going strong. It's awesome. That one. Yeah. Um, what I love, and I haven't been following it, but I've, I've seen stuff where Splinter is their new uh, Zordon, and he's like the leader of the Rangers. Like, that's so That sounds badass. amazing. I love it. That sounds so um, cool. This one seems pretty cool. I I, I want to be surprised. I kind of want to ask uh, my, the illustrator I've worked with for My Brother Teddy, because he's done a lot of Stranger Things uh, uh, pieces. Well, not pieces. He's actually illustrating one of the runs right now. And oh, that's cool. I want to ask him if he's doing a cover or anything like that. That oh. would be dope. That would be dope. Um, and I know he, and you know what it is? It's funny enough. He did those uh, Ninja Turtles drawings that I showed you. That like only you and like three people yeah. seen. One of them yeah. is my Sony uh, icon. Yes, it's yours. Yeah. So my PlayStation he, icon. It would be dope if he did do a cover. And I'm like, whoa, dude, you did one. I was like, <laughs> but anyway, that's that was a little, little, uh, what do you call it? Extra thing, bonus material for you listeners out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's super cool. I would love to see if he, if he's actually doing one because I would love to get his, his cover if he actually does one. Um, yeah, apparently this comic is like the team is going to get split up and it's going to explore some like dynamics between they mentioned here, uh, Raph and 11, but I'm sure it'll be. I was thinking Mike, I was thinking, I was hoping Mike and 11. I'm hoping Mike and Dustin. I feel like Mikey and Dustin. That would work. That would work. They said Donatello and Max. I feel like that's a good one. So there's going to be a couple like splitting ups and the turtles are going to go with different kids and we'll, we'll see them kind of do like a buddy buddying up thing. So yeah, it, it hits shelves July 12th. So keep an eye out for that. So next up on the TV circuit, um, reported by originally by the Hollywood reporter, Everyone's not. What's the opposite of favorite? Not I guess favorite. least favorite, right? So everybody's yeah. least favorite competitor to Harry Potter, Twilight, is getting its own TV series. So literally on the heels of the announcement of the Harry Potter TV series exactly. coming to coming to HBO Max or just Max, um. Twilight has officially announced, uh, Lionsgate Television has announced that the series is in early development. No one asked for this. Well, probably people did, but it's like... No, I can't imagine anyone has really asked for this. Um, and and I'm I don't sure, even, like... Yeah, I, don't. I, I don't even know how this would go. Obviously, we don't have a lot. All we have is that it's a adaptation of twilight we don't know if it's going to be a different take we don't know if it's going to be a retelling we have no clue what's happening yet um whereas like with harry potter we have a little bit more to go off of we know that it's apparently a 10-year commitment as of right now each season each season is going to be a different book so they're going to have a pretty in-depth um retelling of each story which is which is cool season is going to be a book yep but then, if they're doing what they're doing this for ten years, so. uh, you gotta imagine like they have to take some breaks, Jay. Like they're not gonna be able to film seven years straight. 
I guess. I, I if they're gonna, you know what it is. Never mind because they're gonna do the part one, se- season one, part one, and then oh yeah, they'll do, probably they'll, yeah. They'll do, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they'll they'll definitely do that. And like for example, Attack on Titan, which has been doing that for 300 years. But, but yeah, yeah they'll got, do like season the math one, wasn't part math one in my but head. like you know you you figure there's there's gonna be seven right seven seasons yeah seven books but you have to take all the time for editing and, and stuff like that so i'm sure it'll be 10 years and as, the story as it goes. that they're trying to say because if like you're it's funny that we say and i'll bring it up in the rap too i was watching this uh interview with Zack snyder they were saying like with tv the thing is you can tell tv is does better than move does uh when it comes to storytelling, it does better than movies when you can tell a, a more yeah. robust story. And like, I would love to spend more time in the winter time, like in Harry Potter. Like, those were one of my favorite parts of the movie was just winter. Well, yeah, you like, can you can argue they go that through the entire school year. Yeah, and you can argue that every Harry Potter movie is like a Christmas movie because they oh, have yeah. these big Christmas set like set pieces in each one yeah. of the movies. It's so, like one of the main crooks. It, it's the glue that holds the movie together, to me, in my yeah, personal opinion. For sure. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, in stark contrast, we don't know what this Twilight series would look like. We don't and know I what care. the commitment <laughs> is. We know that it is in early development, and that's garbage? it. We don't even know right now where it's going to be housed. Um, right now, Peacock has the Twilight movies, but that's not to say, you know, again, going back to licensing, that's not to say that they'll move, you know, in, in the next however many years. But yeah, we have no idea what's happening here. And apparently Stephanie Myers, you know, the original author of the book series, is going to be involved. We don't know at what capacity, whether she's going to be a writer, producer, executive producer. Like, we have no idea. I'm sure they're it's just going to involve her at like executive dope. producer just to have her name attached to the project. Yeah. Like, just like, uh, R.R. Martin, like, um, just consulting. But obviously, that would be the executive or producer credit. Exactly. It wouldn't be consulting. So, who knows? This is just on the radar. I don't necessarily care about it, but I'm sure one out of every thousand people care. So, it's for someone. It's for someone. I'm not going to talk trash about it, but even though it might be trash. Watch me three years later. This is the best show ever. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's definitely better than movies. It's better than Teen Wolf, blah, blah, blah. That's not going to happen, but. (laughs) So, sticking with the fantasy uh, thread, um, The Witcher Season 3 has um, released their latest trailer. Henry Cavill looking straight up gorgeous as Jerry of Riviera. He said it. Um, he said it. <laughs> Jerry? <laughs> good old Jerry. Um, good old Jerry with the grunts. Jerry grunts. I'm so upset that he's not returning for season four. Easily uh, uh, MMO. Massive missed opportunity. You could have just made another Witcher story. Yeah. Because this dude, Liam, does not look any like he would have to look like his brother, and you know who I'm talking about, to fit in Henry Cavill's and shoes. Even then, and e- yeah, the exactly. acting, the the tones that they're gonna have, way different. So I they, can't see that. They could have just left it alone. They could have even just 
I mean, we don't know how season three is going to end, but Siri grows up. They could have spun off and did the ne- season four with Siri following her, and maybe oh, yeah. she she finds another Witcher along her travels. Um, but to have uh, Liam Hemsworth come in and lie Just to us, lie to us, yeah. saying that he's Henry Cavill, it's like, like the it's point upsetting. of actors is to lie to us, but he is straight up lying. Like there's yeah. a different type of lie, and he's just lying. You took the you took the bag of gold that Netflix gave you and said, "I'm gonna lie to these people and just say that I am Henry Cavill playing Jerry." It's like, bro, just say no or say yes, but I don't want to play this character. I want to play another Witcher because Netflix also did an animated spinoff that takes place in the same world with another Witcher. Like, easily could have been done. And this is why Hollywood is dumb. I will say it to the day I die. Hollywood is dumb. I will probably work for them one day, but they're dumb because they don't take risks. You could have easily made this. Or, and I don't know if it was because of like, there was that possibility of Henry Cavill's going, coming back as Superman. Yeah. But whatever the deal was, like, you could have just done its own thing. You, the thing is, people care. Yeah, people care. Why and, ruin something like this? And the and I'm fa- not a big Witcher fan like that. I know it's a good franchise, but it's like, but like the franch the fans of the franchise, like they really care. Like the Witcher as but, a franchise. Then, there's two different. There's two different fans too. There's the fans of the show. Yeah, because I know I've heard like good good amount like people that are fans of the games mm-hmm. and the books dig the, the Netflix series. Yeah. It's probably not that crazy, but then there's just the the super fans for the show. Yeah. So whatever camp you're in, they do care. And then you got this again, he's always gonna be the scrawny guy from Hunger Games with yeah. a wig on. I don't want to see that. As a person who's not super big into the franchise, I don't want to be mm-hmm. lied to on something that I've committed to. You know what I mean? I don't care to watch season four at this point. Yeah, no, and I'm in the same boat. Um, I'm, I haven't read any of the books, but I did play Witcher oh, Three, um, and I loved it. Great, uh, great, great, great game. A lot of story, um, but I also loved Her- uh, Henry Cavill's portrayal of Geralt, Geralt of Rivia, and it's his acting that makes that show good. You know, so so for him to part ways with the show, you know. It happens. That's fine. You know, things don't work out. Uh, there's been rumors of like, um, he didn't like the direction the character was going. So they had like some creative differences because Henry Cavill is also a huge super he's fan a, a, of the Witcher. Of the books. Yeah. So, you know, having someone like that so ingrained in the mythos. And then, you know, if he makes the decision to step away because it's, he doesn't feel like they're doing justice. Like it's his it's his decision. It makes sense. Oh, but facts. um but then that would tell you something, you know. Easily what they could have done um is just made this a prequel series moving off. Like they could have spit it off and been like, all right, this is Geralt younger when he's in the school of the wolf or whatever it is. Like him like becoming a witcher, training to become a witcher. And, and then, then it would have like, been that would that would have been fine for me because it would remind me of like how Ryan Gosling played Hercules in The Legend of Hercules before Kevin Sorbro took place. Like that would make sense. You lie to me some way, I don't care. Give me a prequel. I probably would have watched it. Make it, it I just know. make it make sense. You know, Eggs, yo, facts. So, like, 
that that's just us clapping together <laughs> from your seat. But anyway, I talking agree. about making things make sense, the next one on our list here is a little bit of a doozy. So apparently, um, the next Marvel series, Agatha Coven of Chaos, which is the spinoff of uh, WandaVision covering Agatha Hargraves, um, played by Catherine Hahn, is going to be a musical. So when I heard about this, I was like, huh, okay. Um, apparently, it's going to feature original musical numbers from the WandaVision songwriters, Rupert Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Um, but yeah, apparently there's just a lot of musical performances because who is it? Lilia Calderu? No, that's the character name. Patty Lapon, who's going to be playing Lilia Calderu in the in the series, teased that her character is a 450 year old Sicilian witch who's part of a coven with a penchant for musical performance, and the lead singer is Catherine Hahn. And she revealed when asked if the witches would break out into song, I'm singing backups and the songs have been written by uh, Kristen and Bobby Lopez. So. I feel like it's a little weird, you know, it's a weird. When I saw that news, I was just like, I think I'm going to wait till the series gets reviews because that might be the one Marvel thing, because I feel like I've seen every Marvel. So sorry, every MCU thing. That includes the DVD extras, the the one shots. All I think this might be the one thing I skip. Look, musicals are great, but I don't know. I feel it's like it just hard doesn't for me to digest. It's for it, someone, but it's hard for me to digest. I feel like it just doesn't fit the character either. Like this is something where she was such a menacing kind of like villain pulling the street like puppet master in in yeah. wandavision where it's like she's gonna be singing and dancing as a part of this super powerful witch coven like it it, it yeah, doesn't line it, up for me like not yeah. in the same way like you know when we talk about joker 2 um how that's gonna be a musical but it's like a dark musical and on top of that he's in an insane yeah, asylum like very sweeney, it's very sweeney todd to me that's yeah. what i get but you this know, doesn't fit for me. Yeah, this especially is especially for a show that's on Disney. Like, this sounds well, more like it a, does fit because it's on Disney. But it's like that's what I was just gonna say. It sounds more like a Disney show rather than a Marvel yeah. property. So Disney musical. Yeah, like a Disney show. Disney uh, <laughs> I think I'm in the same camp as you. I'm gonna wait to see how it reviews and then I'll, I'll jump in. But um, yeah, this is this is a weird one for me. I don't I don't know how it sits with me yet. And that's the thing. I love my connection. I'm like if and if it doesn't connect, like if it pulls a a moon knight, then I'm just gonna skip it. Yeah. Speaking about connecting, and speaking about Oscar Isaac. That has no connection whatsoever. Nope, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and is it hyper hyper jump? Light speed. Light speed. Yeah, but it's like a jump. We're gonna go, we're gonna go into a hyper hyper jump, hyper speed jump. They they all you can say any of them. All right, we're gonna Let's light, light fold. fold. Let's light we're fold. gonna light fold. We're gonna light fold over to the Star Wars universe and um, talk about Mandalorian. We're gonna give some spoiler-free impressions of the season really quick. Um, 
We're not going to do a full breakdown because it is still pretty fresh. Last episode came out uh, last week, but uh, we'll, we'll give some some impressions and then we're going to move on to our last topic of the day. But Jay. Uh, yeah, so all the Mandalorian stuff. It's talking about the lore, the creed, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Great fillers, garbage. Now, fillers, I mean specifically Lizzo, Jack Black, and why I'm a Christopher Lloyd. And I think I mentioned this off air or on air. If you had one of them in the episode, that would have been great. I think all three of them was such a distraction to me. Yeah. Especially Lizzo. Look, Lizzo's great. I'm not, I don't want to talk bad about her. She's such a distraction. Because she has such such star power, it just I was not watching Star Wars. I was not. It was yeah, just like, it what am I watching? She didn't blend into the into the role. It was like I'm watching Lizzo talk, and it was yeah. it was very distracting. And look, it's great that like, and I get it. Like her dad was a Star Wars fan. Like I get the whole uh, sentiments behind it, but it was just like really. Jack Black was another one. Like, for all all things great with Jack Black, he did great with Peaches. You know what I mean? You know, one hundred top one hundred Billboard. You know, great. This to me, distraction. Yep. Christopher Lord, he was probably the least distracting, but still was like, oh, guy from Man, uh, Back to the Future. It was like, it, it was just like all three of them in there. It just threw me off. If but I had when to that pick whole one thing, was done. If I had oh. to pick one, it would be Christopher Lloyd. Because yeah. I think he, oh, oh, that was oh, a oh, good oh, role, like, for him to have. Yeah. All wholeheartedly. And, but then once that story was done, then we got back to the Mandalorian stuff. So yeah. whenever the Mandalorian stuff was happening, I liked, I liked, uh, the thing with the doctor, because they, they kind of brought him back yeah. in season one. I love that. Um, I love seeing Coruscant post Empire. Um, yes, those were all the yeah. So this season was weak, but it had strong points. The last episode was the strongest. But as one of my coworkers, when we we're talking, this episode, the last episode being so good, highlights the weakness of the entire season. Yeah, it it didn't it didn't have a consistency that I think that we've grown accustomed to with the previous two seasons. Um, Oh, Mandalorian. And, you know, for me, I enjoyed the season. The last episode is undoubtedly the best thing of the whole series, of the whole season. Um, but there were really strong points uh, throughout uh, with Paz. Oh, my Paz gosh. Vizla, yes. Yeah, Paz Vizla. His mini storyline and character development throughout it. It's very mini, but you can't miss it. Yeah. Loved it. I loved his character arc in this season. And it really kind of fleshed him out as a as a character. And you know, finally we get answers to the to that blue helmet that we saw. So I, I was happy to see some of those questions get get resolved. But you know, it's it was kind of like what you said. The really good parts really just did a disservice to the to the bad parts you know um that the episode what i think it was called spies which is when they brought the doctor back um, yeah it was good it wasn't great uh it was a little slow for me um i loved 
obviously Bo-Katan's journey throughout this season. Uh, It really, it kind of, and I I was reading this thing a couple weeks ago uh, during, uh, during the show was like while it was happening, talking about how the the title, the Mandalorian could actually be applied to her instead of, um, Din Din Djarin. So I was actually, I was like, oh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense because she is technically the one to save Mandalore, to save the tribes, to unite the people. So it, yeah. it was really cool to see that and uh, to have that kind of come full circle from um, from Rebels was fantastic. So having everything kind of line up and, and be resolved was really cool. But then there was low, really low points, like you like you mentioned with Lizzo Jack Black. Like, it it was like to me it felt like very like Saturday morning cartoon like an old like Scooby Doo episode where you saw a celebrity show up and it was yeah. just like there was no reason the for one, this. Yeah, in that story, not to get not to stay on this topic too long, but in that story, like that story that they created, what I dug was that they the repurposing of the droids. Um, oh, and yes. then if you look at. Um, you haven't seen season two of Bad Batch, but they kind of get into the post what happened to the clones after the like I love mm-hmm. that they touched on the droids. Because from what I remember in Solo, droids are sentient. So like they like there's this thing about droids having rights. So yeah. there's little things in that, like again, there are things in there that I liked, but the entire story arc where Bo Katan and, and Din were just like doing detective work. I was like, oh, that was boring to me. But yeah. the fact that they touched on it was like, okay, I like that. Yeah, because it, it they were able to answer questions that you didn't even think you had, right? Because yeah. all these droids were all over the place, and then we just don't see them, and it's like, okay, well, they've been repurposed to do these things, and it's it, it's great backstory and world building, um, and, and like I said, giving us answer to questions that we didn't even know we had, but yeah, it, the things surrounding them were just so it, it was almost frustrating because then you got these epic fight scenes and these like really broad like not broad but really like um detailed character arcs and the building of stories that are going on in the background and some of those things are just so well done that you know it 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 really shined that light and it kind of sucked um because you know while every season you know every show has like you know weak points or whatever this season, I feel like it was very wobbly. Um, yeah. Like one episode was like a ten, and then the next episode was like a five, and it, it yeah. kind of sucks. And and it's funny you say that. My 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 coworker he mentions this. Um, I'll shout him out, Charles, so I can give him his credit. But he says the way he feels <laughs> and the way it says like, you know, season one of Mandalorian, season two were great, but then because it's getting so many eyes, the suits are like, let's let's pay more attention to this because when you compare. Yeah. Them, Andor, it's like, oh, that's the show that's it's just being artistic. It's gonna do its thing. Andor was great through and through. And you get like something like Bad Batch, it was great through and through. And it's like, okay, let's pay more attention to this property that we have. Let's let's throw yeah. our money in there, let's put our hand, in, and then you start doing these weird things with it. And I remember talking to him about uh, Ahsoka. I'm like, the only reason I have faith in Ahsoka is because Dave Filoni's, it's his character, in a sense. He created her, yep. and he's directing and wrote the entire season. Maybe they're going to be some little suit, th- but I'm like, I'm not going to, I probably won't feel it because it's all mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yes, John Favreau wrote the season, but it was like, there were other people that wrote um, 
I believe, for Mando this season. And yeah, and on top of that, there was a mm-hmm. lot of different directors this yeah, season. And the one that stands out the most, and he stood out in season one for me, uh, Rick Famuya, I forget, the black the black director, he mm-hmm. started, he did the episode where um, Din Djarin was in the, in the prison in space. That was yeah. the first season. Yeah. That when every time I see a dope episode, he has his hand in it, and I'm like, "That's him." Because um, he has a he has a way of like storytelling with a and cast, his chore- and, and his action and choreography, it's all him. He does yeah. very good action packed uh, episodes. So, but yeah, so yeah, um, highlights of the season for me, uh, like I said, the past vis- past Vizsla. Paz Vizsla, um, seeing that, and whoever saw the show, you, you know what I'm talking about. That fight with him, that one, I was like, yeah. I was almost sobbing. I was like, this is so beautiful. I also really liked, um, you know, they brought back the original actor from who portrayed Jar Jar Binks, and they had him as a an actual Jedi. Oh, in a flashback. In yeah. the flashback with with Grogu. Um, I enjoyed that actually. I, I oh, liked yeah. I liked that. Not only them, you know, giving him the, the respect that he deserves as an actor, but just that little flashback into into Grogu's life. I yeah, enjoyed anything, that. Anything any flashback that takes place in Coruscant during Order sixty six is probably one of the greatest things because it's like it's it is the nine eleven of that universe. Yeah. Yes. And it sucks to say it that way, but it's like every time we get a look into that time, it's 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 eye-opening with new information. And it's, you know, it's all the chaos that is happening and, like, you know, people literally just dying left and right and dropping like flies and seeing these pockets of people that are able to get away. And, you know, there's that hope in the darkness. It, they do it very well. I'm, I'm happy that they give it um, its due and the respect that it that it deserves. But um, mm-hmm. I, I want more of that. I would love to see that little time, like, that little story continue. I loved R4, and I love that he was a rebellion uh, droid that ended up being repurposed. I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, and I mean, I'm just excited to see where it goes. I'm happy that Grogu is kind of taking the... the Like, his story is going pretty much where I thought it was going to go, and uh, where like he might become the Mandalorian Jedi, you know? So I, I, I'm happy seeing where, how he's kind of like growing up. I loved him being in the droid in the IG 11 and like him piloting it. And like his first words where like he's hitting the buttons and he's like, yes or no. Um, I thought that was cute. Um, you know, now I, that you say that out loud, my just popped in my brain. That's the answer to uh group. I am group. Yeah. Just a nice, like, because there was always that random beef, that internet beef, Grogu versus Groot, baby Groot. Yeah. But anyway, that was just. <laughs> but you know, it, it was it was fun, and I think it had a lot of great moments. Um, I think this this season, like, I would probably give it a solid seven, and o- only because the high points were so high, like, mm. you know, but there were there were some tacky points, to be honest. But what about you, Jay? What would you what would you give it? Do you think you could give I it a number? So. Same. Seven. Six or seven. All right. 
Um, so sticking with the space theme, this is going to be our last one. Uh, where, where are we going to? We're going to. We're going to what? We're going to. We're going to light fold. And this one's perfect because. <laughs> so, a fan favorite show that everyone definitely knows about, Final Space, created by Olin Rogers, was unjustly canceled and then subsequently removed from HBO Max for money for money and dumb Hollywood reasons. Now, fantastic show. Storytelling is phenomenal. Me and Jay have been, I don't know, lifelong fans of Olin Rogers. I feel like we've been following him for... We could say lifelong for right now. We've been, we've been following him for like since, the entirety since that we've known each other. Like, yeah, since 2011. So... It's definitely, yeah, almost 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess close to like 12 or 13. Yeah, it, we, we, we've been following his stuff and, you know, fin- we knew Final Space back when it was a little like uh, short. Pilot. Short pilot on, on YouTube. Yeah, it was like a two or three minute thing and then he expanded. No, it was longer. It was longer. Was it was it? like seven minutes. Yeah, it was long, bro. Dude, I you know how I know? Because I watch it all the time. When I need a booster, I watch that and Lion's Blades. Both fantastic, and you know he has more more of those, but those are the two that I always watch. But uh, yeah, seeing this content creator Olin Rogers and following all his stuff, um, Final Space, it was it was on TBS, right? Yes, and then and then it uh, went to Adult Swim. Adult Swim, yeah. right? Um, so it had two seasons, three, three seasons, three seasons. I had three seasons, and unfortunately, like I said, it was unjustly canceled before we could get the Unending. resolve, you know, any type of ending. Um, like, it even, it didn't even end, like, season three didn't end. Yeah. Like, there were still more episodes to come out. It just never, yeah. And, you know, the the show was about a, you know, dorky kind of guy, everyday hero that gets, you know destiny thrusted upon him it takes place in space it's very much a you know space fantasy kind of, uh, more like sci-fi um property and on top of being a love story on top of it being an extremely emotional roller coaster when it comes to like familiar familial relationships and yeah. on top of everything it had a crazy uh voice cast you know we yeah. had people like conan o'brien ron perlman um, Stephen Yo. Um, we, what's his name? SpongeBob. What's his name? Oh, um, he played Kevin that no one likes. Yeah, um, Tom Kenny. Thank you. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great show. Like it 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 from everything that you said, including the music. I oh, when I write my so when I write my Alien Heroes or I'm ever reading it, that is part of my background along oh, with and my the- Interstellar. The black guy from from the Cape, uh, also in Rick and Morty. He he's the the big alien guy, the voice of the big alien in the cube. Oh, Keith Davids. Keith Davids. Yes, he plays. Yes, yes, yes. He plays him. Uh, he plays Bolo. He's the big. Yes. He's the big Titan. And not to get all in the nitty gritty, because what we're describing to you is very anime. If we can't explain it, that means it's a good show. Yes. Um, it's. Definitely something you should guys watch. If you can get your hands on it, 
however you want to get your hands on it, watch yes. it. Um, it got it got taken off uh, HBO Max, and I was watching it. Then I found out it was canceled. This was two years ago, by the way. And then, hey, I'll say I downloaded it, and I knew it was canceled. I just kept watching, and I watched very slowly. And I, it was like a countdown. I was like, knowing where it's so going, sad. knowing that it's, and then. I saw that last episode and I was like, it had like kind of an ending, but it was like, no, there something, it needs to be finished. And I could have, I can't, it's heartbreaking as an artist looking at another artist's story to just end. And two years later, he's getting it. He's getting the opportunity from WB Discoveries to get it back. Um, there was also kind of like how there was like a release, the Snyder cut. It was, his was renew spinal space. So every yeah. chance I get, whenever I post it about my alien heroes, I kind of threw a tag in there saying renew final space, especially when I use one of the soundtracks <laughs> from, from my posts. And, um, yeah, W discovery is like, yo, you're going to get the chance to finish this, but in a graphic novel. And he posted a video about it. Um, if you guys want to know, we'll post the link. Um, and I got to remember this marker. This is about an hour an hour and 20 in because I always tend to forget to put the, the links sometimes. Um, but he's planning on writing about 400 pages, which I, I makes sense because he's going to have to cap it. He's going to have to change some things because he probably had like a season five plan like or yeah. more. So um, I'm happy for him for it to finally finish his story. And Hey, he's still working on good speed. So Godspeed. I mean, sorry, Godspeed. The character, the main character's name is Gary Goodspeed. That's why yeah. it threw me off. But Godspeed. So I'm, I'm happy that that he's, he's coming back with this. And I finally, I don't know if you knew, I broke my mug by accident. Yeah, from start that's to all. So uh, it's funny that I, I went on eBay, found the only mug on the interwebs, the only mug, and I got it. Nice, it like twenty bucks. So the fact that I got that, and he got his show back, it's a sign. <laughs> It's a sign. Well, for always, uh, you can't really see it, but in my wall of geekdom at the bottom, I have two plushies of the titular character, Mooncake. Um, I have one where he's just like super cute, and then I have another one where he's super angry, holding a knife in his mouth. Um, I was going to say, is he the titular seller? But he is. I mean, he is. From yeah. the final space. That's what he's created from. You'll get it when you watch it. So, like Jay said, we're super happy to to share with everyone else that he, uh, Olin Rogers, has been able to finish out his project. Um, if you guys want to go to finalspaceends.com, right? Finalspaceends.com. Um, his initial goal of 10,000 was crushed in... 48 hours, right? Yeah, less than less than less I think than, it was less than 30 hours. So and uh <laughs> me and Jay are part of the uh that first batch. But yeah. He is not <laughs> he, his original goal was to create 10,000 copies of this, you know, 4 to 500 page graphic novel that's going to be basically a, probably a whole season's worth of final space in in one book. Um but he will be adding more as the months go on, so keep an eye out there. Uh, the right now he only has the cover 
of it available to like to actually look at like in, in terms of the 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 art that's going to be featured on it it looks very similar to to what we saw on the show so if you're a fan of the show you'll be a fan of the book and if you're a fan of olin you know that it's going to be a fantastic story and um but yeah, we just wanted to bring that up to make sure everyone knows so you can go and support a really awesome creator that has that really has a great story to share. So we will be adding the the link in the description just just so everyone knows. But uh but yeah, it's gonna be finalspaceends.com. So with that, we're gonna round out our episode. We'll do a quick uh weekly wrap and then we're gonna head out. So Jay, what have you been watching, reading, or playing this past week? Um, let's see. Watching. So I, funny enough, I just finished watching Beef today with the missus. Great show. Uh, Beef yeah. is on Netflix with, uh, Steven Yoon. And I want to say, why am I forgetting? It's Ali Wong. I know it starts with a, yeah, Ali, right? Yep. Ali Wong. Yeah. In the show, her name is Amy Lau. I didn't want to say Amy. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so there, that show is great. It's, so the the creator of the show uh Lee Sung Jin he it's ba- the the initial part of the story the beginning part of the story starts with a road rage uh incident and the lead creator took that inspiration from his experience so he had a road rage incident as well we finished the series so it the way it ends it's like going through the story it's like what's the worst that can happen if you continue pursuing this person so basically Steven Yeun's character Danny Cho chases down Ali Wong's character, you know, because he was backing up in a supermarket and then she was coming up behind him, but they didn't see each other. And then last minute she honks. But mind you, when you're watching the first episode, you do not see her. You just think it's some guy. Okay. And he assumes that too, because you know, you know, it's that that toxic masculinity. You think it's just another guy being a, a douche. And he is just so tired of the BS. He just like chases her down and it just becomes a, a crazy road rage. It's just <laughs> going through street lights, turning, it's just causing a ruckus. And it just spirals into this, hence beef. And it, it starts off like, you know, that game where you do a prank war with a friend and it just gets, it escalates. But yeah. this is like on a next level where not to get super into it, but there's one scene where it can, it could have gone worse where he was going to light her car on fire. Hmm. but her child was in the car hmm. so if he didn't see that he would have been a murderer but it, it escalates and but it's not also just a uh it's not it's not just a, a drama it's like i'm gonna just read it here so there's dark comedy that was clear but there's just something new here it's called tragic comedy i don't know if that's a new thing i've never heard of that never heard of that it's psychological drama and thriller i would say less on the thriller i don't think it's thriller-esque Good show. I think everyone should watch it because uh, for someone like me, I do get mad, but I don't get mad super easily. Yeah. And but the thing is, when I do get mad, sometimes it can like tip over. So yeah. it's like one of those things where you should see that they do talk about mental health. But one of the running gags is that Western therapy doesn't work on Eastern minds because they're all Asian characters, and they do talk about mental health. And both characters deals with this deep depression, but they they say it's not depression. But I'm not going to get super internet. Definitely, for anyone listening, watch the show. It's really good. And if you're a big fan of Stephen Yoon, definitely check it out. Which should be everyone, but... Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, not playing anything. Reading, I started back up reading this book called... Uh, 
it was a comic book, uh, Magic Order. Uh, one of the artists I worked with, uh, Constantine, he told me I should check it out. So I'm, I'm starting that as a part of my reading process. Um, and then what else am I watching? I added Courage the Carly Dog to my nightly watch. <laughs> um, oh, and Gargoyles. Ooh, good one. Yeah, like I, I, I watched it because uh, I remember I downloaded it a while back. This was before Disney Plus, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. Never found the time, but it's on Disney Plus. The home is it's in the home, so I was like, I'm gonna watch the first two episodes. Wow, I forgot. Six how hours later, like, <laughs> yeah, it's such a good show. Like I remember watching it as a kid. It was really dope. It was like on par with Batman animated series. Oh yeah, for such sure. a good show. Um, I'm trying to think if, I, if there's anything else. Oh. Saw Evil Dead on Sunday. Oh, Evil Dead Rise? How was it? It's not something I would go see. I've never seen any of the movies. Um, it was good. Like for what it was, it was good. Um, it's not a horror and it's not a it's not jump scares. Huh. I thought that's what it was. It yeah. does if you compare it to like Insidious, it's not like creepy. It's just it's kind of I can't really say Exorcist because I never really saw Exorcist like that. Uh-huh. But it was good. Like, uh, but the, the gore just gets you right. Like, there were times I found myself cringing. I was like, "Wow!" Like, I was very impressed with makeup and prosthetics. I was like, mm-hmm. "Wow, wow, wow, wow!" I saw my friend watching. I think the 2013 version. Yeah. And I remember in that scene, the car crushes this girl's hand, and then she starts pulling it. And I was like, "Ooh!" Like it's ripping. Yeah. I don't, did you see that movie? Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. So I was like, "Wow!" So when I saw this one. Beginning of the movie, not really a spoiler, but, you know, Demon's there, and she kind of, like, does this thing where she grabs the girl's hair and just pulls it. Like, Ugh. and I forget, these, these demon spirits have superhuman yeah. strength. Yeah. So she pulls her hair, but the scalp, like, just takes the scalp, too. Oh. And I was like, and I, I was like, wow. Like, the whole theater was like, ooh. Like, I, it was just like, wow. And, like... Me and my friend, and my friend said it best. Like you can see the appeal of these movies. Like, like I watched. It. I, it's not something I wanted to go see. Like my friend bought yeah. the ticket, and we were just like, "Oh, I'm like, I'll come, I'm off, and I'll go see it." And I was like, "Okay, cool." Like the story was well written. Um, my friends told me like, out of all the evil movie, Evil Dead movies, this is like the best written. Okay. Um, it was short and concise. It was about an hour and thirty. So oh. you can't do a lot of it. But what I liked about it, it was a bottled movie. Stay, mm-hmm. It was in an apartment building. It was great. Yeah. And I'll say I'll say this, like kids were murdered in this. Uh, so oh, well. anyone's up for grabs. I did not expect that. Like what I love about that idea is like when you kill off kids in a show or in a movie, it's like your main character, who is probably a child, is like up for grabs too. It's like no one's safe, and I loved that. But it, not the idea of killing them, just that storytelling process yeah. aspect of it. Like it's kind of like the Game of Thrones. No one's safe. Like yeah. I can kill anyone off. Don't get attached. Um, yeah, I like that when but, when properties have that kind of like, like you said, no one's safe. Yeah. I'm actually surprised so, that you went and saw that. That that doesn't. No, yeah, it's it's that's not something not a I would see, like, movie. It's <laughs> not a me thing, but like I think I would stick with this one because technically this is supposed to like quote unquote reboot. It's still yeah. part of the same world, but I would follow this trilogy if it becomes a trilogy. I would follow this huh. because the hero is, uh, I guess, I, one of the things I heard is that the hero is a is a woman because yeah. in the previous. It's always been a man and the guy, uh, Joe, not, not Joseph Campbell. 
Joseph Campbell's the writer of the other book. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Something Campbell. It is Campbell. Yeah. Ash. That guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He he was like the original. He was yeah, the guy. He was, he he was, was the Ash. Hero. Yeah. He was he was a hero. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That's awesome That's to hear it. because I was actually afraid that it was going to be very pop scary. Um, you know, I've been hearing. And it's not. It's just. I think it's a lot of good body horror. And just, I'm super impressed with, again, mm-hmm. the makeup and prosthetics. Very well done. I've been hearing a lot of good things about it, but um, yeah, I, I'm not one for the jump scares. I've left that world behind. Uh, and I, I really liked the 2013 or 2014 whichever one mm-hmm. you know it was a fun time it definitely was a uh, jump scary um we had a girl in that one too she yeah, picks up the chainsaw at the end and like slams her nub of a hand into it um and you know mimics ash from the original um and I, i've seen the originals i remember two I think it's two when he gets the chainsaw. I can't remember. But two and then Ash versus the Army of Darkness. Um, those were the ones that I remember and like I, I, I watched um in like my high school years. And um and then the reboot in twenty fourteen I liked. And then this one, I liked the franchise, but um yeah, I was just kind of uh I just didn't want to have to deal with the jump scares and stuff. But now hearing that it's more of like this body horror, um kind of like creepy vibe that's yeah. the kind of horror I, I i like will watch without a problem so that i'll probably mm. give it a watch i mean it might be during the day but but I, i'll give it a i'll give it a watch yeah i think i saw it we went to see it at 4 30 so yeah yeah i'm trying to think of anything else but yeah dude like i said there's probably like a jump scare here and there but it's like yeah if you know cinema especially when it comes to scary you can pick those up um and like how one, you know, the way the camera works when it comes to blocking and all that stuff, you'll you'll pick it up. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've seen, but yeah, that's that's all I've been reading, watching, and not playing. Um, next week, Star Wars. So there we go. You know, that, all you're gonna hear is when I turn on my PS5, you're gonna hear the engines go. It's gonna sound like a, <laughs> a uh, what do you call it? Uh, like a plane, like a jet top, engine, like a top. Now I was gonna say a Top Gun engine, like from the <laughs> beginning of the movie, because it so, collected all that dust. Just as a, a fun fact, uh, it's supposed to have like a hundred and forty gig download. Oh yeah, space. Even with the the physical copy, so just be ready for that. Yeah, yeah, because like people like when it comes to the like, I know people upgrade their stuff. I didn't get the chance to upgrade my my hard drive yet. But what I've been doing now is keeping the save files on my console and just deleting the games themselves. Yeah, same. So, like, I I think I deleted, I deleted, like, Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, what's an, I, yeah, all those games. I just deleted them. Uh, Batman, all that stuff. But I just have the save files on there. Huh. Okay. So, what for me, you? watching, reading, playing, uh, watching... I've been sick the last couple of days, so I've really just been watching um that seventy show. Uh randomly a couple of days ago I put I started watching SpongeBob. Like me and the oh. missus were just sitting down and like we didn't know what to watch. We were just like just put on something stupid. And I was like, you know what? SpongeBob and we started from episode one. Season one. Nice. And you don't realize how many bangers. 
Like, how many bangers are in the first two seasons of SpongeBob? Like, all the ones that, you know, the original people that grew up with SpongeBob, all the ones that you think of when you think of the show SpongeBob, it's the first two seasons, and they are just back-to-back bangers. Mm. That, uh, like I said, that 70s show I've been uh, making my way through, uh, finished up Mandalorian, really think that's it i feel like i might have seen a movie or two but probably not um like i said i've been sick the last couple of days so i haven't really had a lot of time um reading haha i don't do that playing uh i haven't really played too much i got the demo for star wars republic commando republic commander mm. uh on the switch Dude, why we don't have a remake, remaster of that game, I will not ever understand. Dude, that game, I never played the original, but I I played it, you know, now on the Switch. That game is so freaking good. It is so good. It's literally the OG Tom Clancy Advanced Warfighter, I think it was, where you got to control your your platoon and give them orders. It's that, but with freaking clothes. It's literally the Bad Batch. Like, you're playing as the Bad Batch. Oh, sorry, it's- guys. He's being dumb. CC, yeah. CC agrees with me. Um, so, so yeah, it is. A, it was such a good game. I, I wasn't able to finish it. The demo, I think, ends tonight. But um, I made a decent way through. But, yeah, it's so cool. You get to direct your, your squad, your... Your squad of four, you get to like every so often you have one like post up as like a sniper. You can have one like rush. You can have one as a grenader. Like you mm. have one like fix a door so you can breach it. Like there's so many things in that game. And it's like I could see the remaster like in real time. And it, it, I, I really hope they give they give that game a remaster. Yeah. If it gets a lot of love, then it, it could happen. So that's uh I was playing that um Animal Crossing once in a while just going in picked all my weeds and stuff because I hadn't played it for like a month. Uh I think that's it. I haven't really been playing too many games. I've been sick I think and once then, you feel better you're going to yeah, I've been sick. There's a couple of games that I need that like I want to play and there's just never enough time in the day. Like I need to finish Hogwarts. Uh I have Jedi Survivor coming up next week that I gotta get. There's also a couple of Nintendo games that I want to get too. Advanced uh oh my gosh. Advanced Wars one and two, the reboot came to Switch. I saw that, yeah. I wanna get that. I wanna get the Kirby game that came out a couple months ago. We have Tears of the Kingdom coming up. Splatoon yeah. 3, I still need to get. Uh there's just so many games, so many Nintendo games right now. And I just don't have the time. It's gonna catch up, bro. That's <sighs> it's just one at a time. But um, but yeah, I think that's it. I haven't really been doing too much in terms of like consuming, you know. But that is it. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up there. As always, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe on Twitter at the Average Jays, Instagram the Average Jays Podcast. Um, keep an eye out for whenever we give updates uh, on when we do the streams. We typically do the stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, 
follow along at twitch.tv slash the average jays and then i know we haven't done it in the last couple weeks but we've just been really busy but typically after the stream is done we'll go for about another half hour 45 minutes on uh j and j after dark where we break down a topic and we really interact with whoever's in chat and and you know we'll go through whatever it is uh each week and it's a different topic each week and and that's where we'll be unfiltered unedited and you can actually only get that piece on twitch so that's our little exclusive for the twitch viewers <sighs> but with that thank you for joining us on another episode of the average jays podcast as always i am jay justin ruiz and I'm Jay, Jeremy Francois. And we will catch you on the next one. Laters.